All right, that was an 8-bit version of Our House by Madness. Our House. That's the jam, dude. In the middle of the street. Oh, I'll skank the shit out of that right now, dude. (laughs) Put on my black and white two-tone socks. Uh, so I'm already going to say right now, this is going to be the worst episode we've ever done. Hey, we aim to please. <laughs> Wait, who are we, Chris? This is Best Friend of Me's, and I'm Christopher Long. And I'm Little Nick the Tooth. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> I'm ready to go right now. Hey, vegans. <laughs> How would you like some Kamoa coffee? <laughs> Oh, so, okay. hey, all you listeners, don't tell Nick the Tooth that I do Nick the Tooth. I'm baby Nick the Tooth. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm baby teeth. <laughs> hey, uh, so baby Nick the Tooth, uh, I drilled with you a couple of weeks ago. We went to Ruka, and we were just drilling, and you actually hurt me. Just <laughs> drilling. It's because you're a fucking pussy, <laughs> and you eat that red meat, and you can die of cancer. <laughs> <laughs> you also gotta throw oh the end of the world is probably by my predictions is gonna be five years it's gonna be over by tuesday <laughs> <laughs> and i'm johnny castana oh shit you didn't even say your name yet no god damn it worst <laughs> episode ever all right so and, uh, that beats the time that we didn't even say our names yeah that sucked too okay so it was labor day and we i know we weren't really going to talk about jujitsu on this episode but <laughs> We made a pact that long time ago that if it's a holiday, yeah, we're not fucking going. We're to, sleeping in. Yeah, we're not getting up at fucking five thirty to go train jujitsu on Labor Day, I or do. Memorial Day, or Fourth of July, Flag Day, <laughs> Arbor Day, <laughs> Columbus Day. Yep, we sleep in. Yeah, any chance? So we made this pact, and we're like, "Fuck it, <laughs> we'll tell everyone else to go. We won't go." Oh, dude. I- fucking posted on the dawn patrol shaming feed like dawn patrol shaming will not be open for shaming on monday so i thought i was gonna get this rad sleep in time my wife was already like you sure your fat ass can afford to miss class <laughs> and i'm like one class isn't gonna make a difference with this fat ass just leave me alone uh. so i uh so i'm going to sleep on monday my wife Miss Bossy Pants Big Shot uh, was taking Desi to the gym. And unbeknownst to me, what she had, the the day before, and I'm not blaming her for this, but the day before, and you haven't heard this story yet, I said, I'll just tell you when we start recording. We, um, I had my uh, grocery bags that I keep in my car because, you know, I care about the environment, Chris. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I mean, when people, when people think of me, they think that's a guy that cares about the environment. Yeah, how many Starbucks star, straws do you have? Hey, those are those are dying out. You're looking at a dying breed, and the paper straws suck. But I don't even want to get into it right now. So I, I, uh, it's kind of late Sunday night. Uh, just took took the, uh, opened up the back of my ride, and put the uh, put the grocery bags in, and then you know shut the garage, and apparently I didn't shut the tailgate. Of my car, my brand new car that I loved so much. Yeah. You know, the one that's the Cadillac of SUVs? <laughs> you mean the Escalade? Okay, we don't need to get into this again. <laughs> no. And uh, apparently, when she went to open the garage, they, we have one of those roll-up garages, you know. And when she opened it, it got stuck, so she put it down. 
I left the gate open on my car. So it got caught on the garage. Not only did it get caught on the garage, it like malfunctioned and like the left side of the garage completely fell off the track and almost fucking killed my car Monday morning. You know. Now, had had I gone to to jiu-jitsu and I saw the garage like that, I would have done a fucking smooth ass roll under the garage door. <laughs> I would have I would have shut that tailgate and I would have been gone. Yeah, yeah. And that's just the that's the jujitsu gods punishing me for not going. You know what? And I'm sure you know, Nikki probably handled it well and was very forgiving. <laughs> I woke up to like the garage almost crushed your car, you left the gate open on your car car dude i scratched my car too now i gotta pay to get it painted oh dang you fucked it's like up. that much you though. should have just gone to jiu-jitsu it would have been so much easier but i enjoy sleeping in i don't have any bad story it was great oh, i got like 10 hours of sleep woke up and no guilt no guilt from not going to jiu-jitsu yeah well that sucked what, what have you been up to since the last well <laughs> have you been I'm in what? hiding since the uh whole tourette's Thing. <laughs> you know what? I stand by that. You know what? I fucking stand by that. I still do. You're not gonna shame me. You're not gonna shame me, dude. Oh, and a, I. A lot of people hit me up about that. Dude, shut up. <laughs> shut up. What did they hit you up going? Oh, yeah, I totally agree with Chris. No, it was. It was. <laughs> I can't believe he said that. I've never laughed so hard. I'm going to hell. It's pretty much the general. You know, you know what? Hey, the music's better in hell anyway, so who cares? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I don't have, oh, actually I do have. As of yesterday, I have um, a high school student. Oh, shit. My son started high school. Yeah, I, did you see my uh, what I put on your wife's page when she posted? I did, I didn't think that was funny. She posted like, I have a freshman now, and I'm like, I can't wait to buy him beer. <laughs> For his parties when his parents are gone. Dude, the thing is, when I was a freshman, ninth grade, shit came off the rails. Like, this is when I got arrested for drinking, I was smoking pot, dropping acid. How do you get it? Well, you were in Utah. I was, so. what? How do you get? But I, you know, I, I see I stopped mid-sentence because I actually got picked up once for uh, drinking beers in a park. Yeah, no, I was in the gravel pit. The gravel pit. I was in the gravel pit, and the fucking cops popped me. I was behind the gas and sip. <laughs> were you? No. no, I was like in a park behind. We the... were up digging. You know what digging is, right? No, it's digging. Di- Dude, shut up! You lived in Utah. I know. Tell me about it. Digging. I you go up to the in a truck and the gravel pit, and you just dig. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought you would know that. I thought you were fluent in Utah. Must have been sloughing that day. <laughs> must have been uh oh my heck must have been hanging out down in spanish fark <laughs> fetch holy fetch holy fe- <laughs> oh my heck yeah um yeah so i'm a little kind of freaked out i have a high school student that's kind of weird but uh yeah but you got a good boy he is a good boy it's like desi desi's a good boy donovan he's gonna be getting arrested <sighs> donovan. for drinking in the gravel pit he's already pretty fluent in two instruments dude What's he's, already, he's already so drummer and what else drummer piano and singing oh piano yeah i forgot piano like his piano teacher's like hey have you thought about getting voice lessons and i'm like i can't afford it tell him he sucks 
dude. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, yeah, your kid, your kid's, how old is, is Donovan? He's 10. He's way cooler than you and me. Yeah, but he knows it, dude. Yeah, he does know. Dude, he tried to cockblock me uh, coming tonight. I told him what we were going to talk about on the show, and he goes, oh, well, then I have to come. And I'm like, no, you can't. School night. He goes, oh, well, then you're not going. What? <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> and, then he, and he's like, will you go up and ask mom? And I was like, all right, fine. Because uh, I'm kind of like the, the third boy in the house. Yeah. Nah, so, I'm like, so I walk up, and I'm like, hey, babe, Donovan <laughs> wanted me to come up and ask that, you know, go to the podcast it's like it's school night i'm like i know that's what i told him and i go down he's like did you even fight for me dad <laughs> you probably just asked her once and then went well, downstairs well now i'm super curious what what was he so uh amped about because i told him we're going to be discussing the uh final joker trailer uh-huh, uh-huh. tonight and he has fluorescent green hair right now like this, like weird I, mullet mohawk that mom likes. His mom's a hairstylist, so like he has fucked up haircuts all the time, dude. Dude, so speaking he has like of, Thompson twins haircuts, dude. So speaking of my kid being a good boy, so we've been amped to see the Joker movie, and I'm like, hey, it's gonna be coming out. It's gonna be great, and I'm like, I can't wait to see it. How about you? And he's like, uh. I can't see it, Papa. I didn't know it was rated R. I'm like, dude, I'll take you to it. Whatever. No, that's not age-appropriate, Papa. I'm like, oh, you pussy. Such a good boy. He is a good boy. He's such a good boy. But now I'm freaking going to Joker by myself. Because I know Nikki's not going to let me tag along with you guys. Yeah, dude, dude, we should really plan you showing up this time. And we'll just be like, it happened again. What? There's no all- way. There's only so many theaters in town. What are the odds that I would be sitting right next to you guys? <laughs> <laughs> All right, done deal. All right, so uh, we, on this episode, so we're going to be talking about the last Joker trailer. And we're going to be doing top five books that need to be made into a movie. Uh, yes, and then we have a new segment, might be a one-time only segment, called <laughs> Shit Your Wife Told Me. Now, and, and the way this works is it's not, it's not me saying something my wife said to me. It's our wives, every once in a while when they get perturbed with us, they like to text our best buddy. So my wife would like to text Chris and be like, can you believe Johnny said this or did this? You need to, you need to roast and, him on the next podcast. And then I say, I say, I don't fucking care. I'll <laughs> tell Chris whatever you want. <laughs> uh, so we have a couple of those and then uh, we have recommendations and uh, that's, that's it. Yeah. Well. All right. Let's get this party started. All right. What's up, nerds? And now. Back by popular demand, it's time for the top five list. All right, thank you for that intro, Donnie Darko. So uh, today's top five is books that we feel should be definitely made into movies. Yes. Yes. Chris, what's your number five? Because I just, uh, I just. Uh, My number five is a book that came out in 2009 called Everything Matters by Ron Curry Jr. 
uh, I highly recommend this book. Um, <clears throat> this is one of those books that I recommend, you know, like made my mom read it. Everyone I've recommended it to has loved it. Essentially, the premise is a boy is born and as, you know, in the womb, he knows the day that he will die. Like the world will come to an end and it's going to be a giant meteor is going to strike the planet and wipe out all civilization. So the deal is what does he do for the next 36 years? So the premise of everything matters, everything you do matters, your relationships matter. You know, when you know you have this, I mean, essentially a ticking bomb that's going to go off, um, that every moment should be cherished and it's fantastic. And it's kind of like a Kirk Vonnegut blending of genres and science fiction and literary. It, Highly recommend it. it would be a fantastic film. That sounds awesome. You will never read it. I can't wait to see the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> All right, what's your number five? Okay, my number five. Well, we've already had Molly Crew the Dirt made into a movie. We've had yeah, the horrible, Queen, horrible movie. Queen made into a movie. One of my favorite band biographies of all time. Is Frank Sinatra the way you wear your hat by Bill Zaham or Zame? I don't know, but it's dude. The cool part about this is it only concentrates like on the Rat Pack days when he was just drinking like a fish and slaying broads, dude. <laughs> it was, I'm I'm in it right there, dude. It's like all the Vegas days and the shit like that he was doing. Hmm. Dude, it's really good. And it's called Frank Sinatra, The Way You Wear Your Hat. Like, dude, you think Molly Crew the Dirt had some scandalous shit? Frank, dude, Frank knew how to party. Dude, I'll tell you, you that right now. I love musician biographies. I, I do. I do. What is the deal with that? I don't know. You just like the scandal? <laughs> I just like <laughs> and to the party. Sex, drugs, rock and roll. My name is Johnny, and I like to party. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, my number four is a book, Cross Time Engineer by Leo Frankowski. It came out in 1988. Fantastic time travel series. Oh, science fiction. What a surprise. Yes. <laughs> it's about a guy who goes to sleep in modern-day Poland and wakes up back in medieval Poland. Uh, right before, 10 years before the Mongols come in and essentially kill everyone yeah. in Poland. So he builds up their army. He builds up everything with like modern day, like he has like machine guns no. and planes. It's, dude, it's a really, really good series. And it would make a spectacular, like, if not a movie, like a HBO you know, like a Game of Thrones series. Yeah. It would be really good. Oh, but dude. I'm a sucker for time travel. Yeah, really? <laughs> I'm a sucker for time travel. It's, you like time traveling. Like I do I like, like time travel. Like I like band biographies, dude. Really, dude? That's, dude, that is my censor for my son. <laughs> He's a little high on blood sugar right now. Go to H-E double hockey sticks, Chris. You know what? Isn't Nikki on top of that? Yeah. All right. Even when I'm sitting on the couch, Nikki's on top of it. <laughs> Let's be honest. Okay. What's your number four? My number four is uh, Ernest Klein's second book, Armada. And uh, even though in the book, it starts out 
blatantly saying he's referencing what he's stealing from, which is what the last Starfighter. Yeah. Which, you know, I would as much as I would like Armada made into a movie, I would love the last Starfighter to get a reboot and have more technology and stuff. So it's it's cool. It's not as good as uh, Ready Player One. It's kind of more one-dimensional. Instead of all the pop culture references, the only thing they really reference is all the old video games. Yeah. And a lot of, like, rad 80s music. Like, he has a mixtape that he always plays called Raid the Arcade. It's basically about a, a kid who never knew his father, and his father was some big-time video game player. <laughs> and... uh and, like, he wears his dad's jackets when he, like, and the kid gets all the high scores. He works at, it, like, a video game store. But then it turns, then one day, one of the games he's playing, one of the spaceships, appears outside his classroom. And he's like, what the fuck? And it turns out all those games were kind of just simulators for the government to see who they, was going to be the best to actually go fly up and, like, fight these real spaceships and stuff all of the last starfighter all of the last Starfighter. <laughs> but it was no it, it was, it was, good. A, it was fun dude it, I'll, re- I'll read anything ernest klein writes yeah i mean he's just fun but. and he is currently writing part two to ready player one yes guess what it's called ready player two <laughs> i'm guessing so original yeah i don't know all right my number three is a book called on a pale horse by piers anthony that came out in 1983 it's about a guy down on his luck, decides to kind of lives in a world where there's magic, um, decides to kill himself, has a gun, he's getting ready to kill himself, and right when he's about ready to pull the trigger, death comes walking through the door. So he turns his gun on death and shoots him, and then he finds out, like, well, since you killed death, you now are, are death. death. So the story is him kind of getting up to speed on what death does. I remember... Back in, man, this was probably about 10 years ago. Apparently, Will Smith was signed on. Oh, really? So they, like, optioned it. And it yeah, was- yeah. He's signed on to do it. They haven't done it yet. I think it, they're ripe right now. Like, I think back in, even back 10 years ago, like, the technology on all the things they'd have to do with the magic might too not. Too expensive. Yeah, it wasn't but there. now, I do, man, you can just pretty much do whatever you want. They can do it on an iPhone. This uh, point, I mean, and actually, I think, because the whole series uh, called, uh, they, I mean, it would be great for HBO, you know? Um, I don't know. Fantastic book. I love it. I've read it like three times. That'd be cool. It'd be a cool death. movie. That'd be it, cool being dead. I'd like that job. It would be super like the second book is a guy is like uh, father time i mean i kind of have that job already death i, I, I drive s- around pedal rock stars i pedal death to the public <laughs> <laughs> wow that's a good pitch johnny what's yeah. your number three uh my number three we actually did a uh this was we did a podcast on this book that uh black belt john recommended oh this is tapped out by Matthew Polly. Yeah. And it was, it was just an enjoyable book. It's, you know, it's an everyday man and he, he cons the publisher into basically paying for all the raddest training in the world for, so he can have one professional fight. And it's kind of the journey of the everyday man. That was a good book. I yeah. liked it. It was an entertaining book. Doing some MMA. It was cool. He like moved out to Vegas. 
I wish they would have filmed like the documentary of him doing all that. That would have been rad. That would have been really cool. So now they need to make a movie. Yeah. All right. I'm back in that. I know people don't like when we agree on our top five, but... Uh, all right, my number two is a book called Behold the Man by Michael Moorcock, which came out in 1969. What was his last name? Moorcock. <laughs> Michael Moorcock. Uh, actually, I, I gave the book to Tooth. Uh-huh. Apparently, I don't know if he's reading it or not. It's on my bookshelf, <laughs> displayed with all my other ones. <laughs> uh, so, again, it's a time travel. Oh, shocker. Yeah. So this guy goes back in time to um, time of Jesus. And when he tracks down Jesus, um, he finds that this individual is um, mentally challenged. Uh, Little Tooth would call... Careful, Chris. Little Tooth (laughs) would call him by a certain R name. You're already on thin ice with the audience. (laughs) Dude, what are you talking about? I said mentally challenged. Okay. That's good. So this guy figures out that he has to become Jesus. So he becomes Jesus. And he, so it's a guy from the future who goes back in time and does like the miracles and uh, does the teachings of Jesus. It's a short novella. It would make a fantastic movie. I would watch it in a heartbeat. Or HBO. (laughs) Or HBO. (laughs) And because there's a scene too where he starts having sex with uh, Mary. Ooh. So not only does he become Jesus, but he has sex with the, uh, with the mom. Nice. Yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. Okay, my number two actually made me fall in love with books, and because uh, I really, up until uh, up until I was like sixteen, I only read the books that were forced on me in high school. I never. My brother always since since whenever I can remember, he always, you know, he read all the Great Brain series, this and that. I just couldn't. I just didn't like it as much. That's funny. My brother read the the Great Brain. The Great Brain. Is awesome. I never read the Great Brain. We should we should do it. <laughs> I think it was written by a Mormon. Was it? Yeah, I think he was a Mormon. Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. I'll check. Anyway, go ahead. So, th- I'm in reform school in Utah, and there's you know you get Mike Mike TV <laughs> over here. I only got a half hour TV a night. For a year. Oh, that's your hell. Dude, you know how much TV I watch. And, uh... Dude, you know what I love real quick? When you complain to me, Yeah, I only get, like, two hours of TV, you know, by the time my kids go to sleep. I'm like, dude, that's a shit ton of TV, dude. Two hours a day? I'm never satisfied. That's my problem. (laughs) So, anyways, uh, in reform school, though, you could read as much as you want. And there was a lot of downtime. So, um, my brother sent me uh, Catcher in the Rye. By J.D. Salinger. And uh, it was awesome. Uh, you know what? I'm going to disagree. I don't think they should make that into a movie. Why? Because it's, you know, you just, there's some things you some, just don't touch. Well. Catcher on the Rye. But what if that movie could get people to go and watch? Yes. Or and read the book. People do read the book. More people, people, you know people what? that don't read. I don't read know. I mean, quite frankly, I don't know if that would make a good movie, though. Well, but I, whatever, we can agree to disagree, dude. I think it would be a fucking rad movie. You're wrong. So I'm moving on. <laughs> I'm gonna call Hollywood. I'm gonna get Leo to star in it, Chris. 
Yeah. I mean, one, super one, Leo's a little old to be playing Holden Caulfield. Well, I don't know the name of the young cats, dude. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for ruin. My list is ruined. <laughs> all right. My number one is by my favorite writer of all time, a guy named Harry Cruz. Uh, wrote a book called The Body. It came out in 1990 about the competitive world of female bodybuilding. <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> the competitive world of female bodybuilding. And it was a fantastic book. And it would make a fantastic movie. Female wow. bodybuilding. <laughs> and essentially, you have the main character who is all a natural. Uh-huh. And then you have her uh, nemesis, who is a female bodybuilder that uses steroids. I'll write it out. Yes. So it's competing for, you know, what... So with male bodybuilding, it's just like the biggest dude. Yeah. Female, they don't really know. They sway back and forth. Sometimes they give it to the roided out chick. Sometimes they give it to the... The more feminine looking. Yes. So there have these two competing worlds. And so that's kind of like what the premise of the book is about. But it is fantastic. Very dark. Very I like it. Book, yeah. And is it, uh, it's, so it's nonfiction or is it? No, no, no. It's fiction. fiction. Yep. Yeah. All right. My number one is City of Thieves by David Benoif, who, uh, he helped put Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones on yeah, the air. He's a showrunner. He's got the new Star Wars uh, trilogy. He, him and his partner city of thieves was a fantastic but that's another book that i tell people to read you actually everyone. picked that one too, too, uh, too yeah i did and i gave it to you but uh, it, i mean it's 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 a great it would make i'm actually quite surprised it hasn't been made into a movie yeah it's really weird to me that it's, it hasn't you know it's a kid it was it during world it's fiction historical historical fiction it's like the seeds of uh leningrad and they're the kids hanging out with the scavengers and they get caught by the military and uh the the general's like look i have a wedding coming up and they're in a war-torn country and he's like i need to make a fucking wedding cake or my wife is gonna kill me you gotta find me a dozen eggs a dozen eggs for this real and if eggs. you do this well i'll let you go free yeah him and an, another guy the comrade a deserter, a deserter yeah who's fucking hilarious and the man dude i really i I would be curious to know why this hasn't been made into a movie. Yeah. No, it's but, insane. Yep. No, I agree. Good good pick, Johnny. Thank you. Well, you picked it too, Chris. I Well, but I don't watch two hours of TV a night, so it's actually not, I had a more of a, a list of books. It's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's our top five. Top five list. And you know what? If you run into us... Let us know a book that you think should be made into a movie. I guarantee you I haven't read it, and Chris probably has. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. Fall back down, you'll 
All right, we have a surprise guest tonight. We didn't know if he was going to make it. It was a crapshoot. It was 50-50. It was, he was playing hard to get, <laughs> is what it was. He was like, mm, uh, I don't may- know, maybe. Maybe I'll be there. Uh, but you know where we, Johnny read the text with your wife? I understand <laughs> tiptoeing around the wife. Yeah. Like, she's being cool right now. My wife is, uh, just because she has witnesses. So... Our surprise guest is Mr. Chad, Uncle Tito, from OC Insta News. OC Insta News. Notice how I haven't said anything because I wanted the suspense to build. That's right. Because <laughs> <laughs> we got plenty to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Hey, can you tell us now, because I've seen this kind of evolve, uh, where, where did this all come from? Because obviously you just had a normal Instagram account one day in time. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was sitting at a desk and um, basically working nine to five, selling advertising, online digital advertising. That's what I did for many, many, many years. And uh, I was, I don't know, I guess I wasn't working too hard because I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast and uh, he had Gary V on and I was just listening to this podcast and... Uh, Joe was basically telling Gary how he had made it and like the choices he had made in his life. And they were saying how, guy, I feel so sorry for any guy that's sitting out there listening to this podcast right now that has a dream inside that is not fulfilling or chasing after that dream that's sitting there behind a desk doing something that he doesn't love. And if that's you, I challenge you right now to push your chips in and go for it. And that from that day I left and I started up OC into news and I actually did a few kind of things on my towersy page for a couple, couple of minutes. And then I'm like, I got to switch and do something different. And it was OC into news within like a couple of weeks. Yeah. And then it caught on like, <laughs> you are uh, not lacking in controversy. <laughs> well, hold it real quick. The first time I knew you were doing this, it was at Dawn Patrol and you came in. I mean, it was like six, 20 or something and it was like oh shit chat's training that's cool and you were talking on your phone and you were like and then you left and i was like okay chad's not training yeah no and it catches people you can see when he's filming like it catches people off guard and they get all like whoa what's this guy walking up to me film like i've seen chad lives down my street so i see chad all the time when i'm walking my dog and stuff and like i don't even flinch now when i see that phone come up i'm just like oh there's chad <laughs> <laughs> And we kind of pick and choose. I mean, like, we don't wear out our welcome anywhere. We try not to, at least. And, uh, you know, there's definitely a, a shtick or a persona behind the OC Instant News model that I have, which is Uncle Tito. And he kind of represents this person that we really all have inside of us that, you know, whether you're sitting in this long line and the person at the front of the grocery thing is just looking through all the coupons and it's just driving you absolutely nuts. And you're just kind of going, dude, I got to get out of here. Do you want to switch lines? What am I going to do? Like... I'm the guy that's just going to go up and like talk to them. And it might not be that I'm ripping on them. It might be that I want to help her out and try to get through these coupons faster because it's just driving me nuts. So <laughs> I, I'm not the person that's going to sit back and take a back seat. I want to get involved in life. You know what I'm saying? And I, I kind of speak for the truth and I try to, you know, represent Uncle Tito in the, in the best light. But sometimes he has a mind of his own, too. And he goes off the deep end at, at times. So I've, speaking of that, I've let my boys uh, look at some 
oh see instant news when i see a good one i'm all here yes check this out and uh because of that donovan now calls cyclists in the in the uh you know the the biker pants the, mm-hmm. the real mm-hmm. cyclists he now refers to them as butt darts thanks to uncle tito yeah you know what <laughs> and i first became aware of that so meet a bunch of friends on facebook and <laughs> one of them is really big into biking mm-hmm. and it was like a public service announcement about you but i didn't know it was you at first and then he was like oh this guy and, blah, 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 blah. and i was like dude man this guy must be a dick and then it was like Oh shit! I know that guy. <laughs> where, now, where did the where did the okay. term butt dart even come from? So first off, <laughs> uh, what a butt dart is it's it's one of the people that you see riding their fix bikes, basically anywhere, but typically they're in the middle of PCH and taking up a whole entire car lane. But they have spandex head to toe. They got the clippy shoes on. They got an rectified seat that's just you know like a dart just shooting right up their anus, and they got their helmet on. And they're just clipped in for a, a, to go out and get a workout in. And I, I respect that about these guys. Like, these guys actually want to work out. But where the term came from was when me, my brother, and all of us were being groms, moms driving groms. You know, we yeah. were in the minivan going up and down PCA, surfing all our ways when we were kids. Probably, you know, 14 years old. Screaming out the window. Screaming out the window. But we found that, that McDonald's made the best straws for spitwads. You know <laughs> what I mean? They just had the most sturdy straws. And we couldn't yeah. help but start picking these guys off. And that's where the butt dart kind of thing. Because we were kind of trying to shoot for their butts. You know, it was like a <laughs> butt dart game. You know, we were into those... <laughs> We had, used to have the, like the blow dart guns with like the actual spears on them, the, like the skewers. You got, yeah, you know all the stupid stuff you do when you're a kid. You uh, know oh, what yeah. I mean? So this was just one of the many things, and this name came from that. And many years later, you know, twenty plus years later, here I am bringing it back to the surface, <laughs> and this caused major commotions through through the 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 cyclist industry Dude, uh, your personal life my personal life i mean we have many different topics we could choose from but there was an article written about me um in the orange county register which was like the first time i got a taste of like people taking things out of context and writing things about you that actually weren't true i'm it's like this is real print and they're making this stuff up and it was just wild um the pictures that they chose, the pot, they they positioned a story out there to create stoke a fire. It's yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean. And I had a, a group of these guys protest me and built a Facebook page and got a group of them to show up at my wedding. At his wedding, dude. To, dude, to pro- shut up. Yes, to protest us during my wedding with my. We were down. We got married down at the um, the harbor side down there in Bal- at Balboa okay. by the fun zone. And we're literally taking pictures across the street. And I had called Doc, uh, Officer Miller during the week because I was dealing he, with this. Cool cop, by the way. Super cool. And all the Newport Beach police officers are actually really cool. Like, you get to know these people, and it's harder for them to give me a ticket now because they just, like, <laughs> I'm just infamous with them, you know? Um, but literally, imagine you guys have both been married, and imagine all the stress that goes on those last two weeks, and the family comes in with that one week. It's the countdown and all the stuff that's going on. It is the pressure time oh for sure and you're getting emails and like seeing you at your wedding yes i'm getting all this harassment and trying to put out these storms with this this one cyclist in particular who was the ringleader of them all his name was christian lightning and this got so out of control you guys wouldn't even believe it i mean his wife was 
works for a school district somewhere Call around here. Call your work, dude. Call, emailed my work. I have the email she sent them. This they, is when you just got a new job over there, too. This was actually at my previous, my main, the job that I had for a long time. So okay. it was like right before I had left. You know what I mean? Oh, God. Um, but, you know, in this all, but anyway, they showed up with about an eight pack of these guys. And this guy's like tattooed head to toes, freaking loop earrings. And like this guy is we're on the corner of Balboa Boulevard about to walk in to get married, dude. We just took all the pictures with a photographer. We've got both families with us. And talk about like an embarrassing, not, it wasn't embarrassing me, but I, you couldn't do anything. I was like in my tux, in my, you know, dress shoes. Yeah. And this guy's swearing at my mom and I'm just biting my lip back there, like watching Officer Miller kind of regulate on these guys, watching my family argue with these guys. I got all my groomsmen, like we would have mopped these guys up, yeah. dude. You know what I mean? But like, we're going to get married. <laughs> you know and it sucked that all the things i told my wife that i i tried to put out the fires all the week and told her not to worry about it kind of kept her away from all the drama it really came true these guys really followed through with their threats and it was just so disgusting like no, how trashy are you to do something like that did, to someone on their did, wedding day didn't they didn't they go up the hill to your house and too? then they then they yeah and then they left <laughs> it there didn't stop dude they rode around while we were all getting married officer miller regulated on then they left and went to my house because they had been showing me pictures google pictures of my house with my car parked out front all week like we know where you live and, this, and they, the they, ringleader was he's kind of yeah kind of shady too, yeah they, so, like, they had they like he threatened gang hits on me like it was like just wild dude i i had to go out and, and make pledges and took all the butt dark content off and remember nothing Nothing had ever been done to this particular butt dart. Okay, no one had ever done anything to him. He just had seen the content and he wanted to prove a point and, and submit me, basically. And that's what his cause was. I talked to him on the phone. I tried everything I could to just be like, dude, you can scarlet letter me the letter A on my chest and march me through the, the streets like... You know, the, the Game of Thrones scene where they're shame. ringing the bell. Dude, shame, shame on you. Shame <laughs> on you, Uncle Tito. You can do whatever you want, but let my wife have this day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, But they didn't. And they, so they went back up to my house afterwards, took pictures with my dog because my one of our guests drove the dog. My ledger walked us down the aisle. His you know dog's what I mean? really old at the time. Took pictures with him. It just was, and the police had to be, get called there by my neighbors, like saying, why, why are these people out front of your house? You know what I mean? But yeah, you're a cool neighbor. That there's only so out. much you can do, you know? like. So what was the whole point? Like, they just wanted you to... Stop doing the butt dart thing. They The, the OC register really stoked this thing. Like, I wanted to kind of, like, find out, like, because really... You're, you're kind of over it after a while. Yeah, it was... Like, it was, it was it, like, at oh, that, that was it, funny. Yeah, at that point, it really was so deflated, dude. Like, the, the whole thing that the article... I did this one time where I was duck hunting for butt darts, just having <laughs> fun down on the thing. Like, like I had a fake gun in my hand. Like, it was my, it was my finger. Like... Like in the game Duck Hunt, you know, yeah. I'm oh, duck yeah. hunting for butt darts. It sounded so funny and like, boom, boom, die, get, got you, butt dart. Like, yeah, it was one time and these were the images that they put in the register article, like with my hand down like front. Like facing a bicycle. The game, the, the game that has rippled effect through the entire Orange County, uh, you know, kids are doing this and yelling at people and like, dude, the things that started happening, dude, I'm telling you that I put an end to this because... Fights started happening with kids throwing water bottles at this guy. People punching out mirrors. Like, look, a lot of these guys are assholes. Yeah, <laughs> they do stuff that are really not cool. Like I've had, and that's how this started with us I, when we were kids. One of them punched my mom's mirror out, dude. Like, these guys were not yeah. n not nice, dude. No, and I notice you. 
like the only thing I see come up nowadays is he'll be like he'll follow like he'll he'll be driving and there'll be a bicyclist and he'll be like let's see if he follows the rules of the road and stops at the stop sign oh he did good job and then he'll keep driving too, yeah well so. tony petros okay and you guys might know tony oh petros, yeah okay? i know tony tony is the head of the butt dark committee in newport beach and he ran for mayor and this and that and he was one of the ones that got involved with this register article okay so he like so he claimed that somebody r- drove up alongside of him and called him a butt dart and it startled him and he used this as his big gripe. And, like, Tony's been trying to help, uh, you know, cyclists and earn them more rights throughout for the last years. But Oh, I see those lanes. Yeah, the lanes are there. But the bottom line is these people are still dying. Yeah. So I know they didn't like my tactic that I was having fun with it. But I no doubt created much more awareness and people were looking at these guys more often. And really the, the point I started to make is this. Look, if we're going to pay for registration and insurance to be able to drive on the road... You know, so should you guys. You guys should have to pass some tests because there's no reason for some rookie cyclist to think that it's okay to take off on PCH one day. Like, it's just not. There's plenty of parks to ride in. There's plenty of other places you can go cycle your bike around the back bay. There's there's bike lanes right in the middle of a beautiful forest. But they choose to do it right there. It's dangerous. Two-ton cars going up against a 130-pound female cyclist? That might be giving her a little weight. But, like, I mean, seriously. Well, Chad does have other other uh things too i'm trying to shield <laughs> trying to shield my starbucks from him right now because he likes to support the local coffee shops yeah. okay he, he doesn't like starbucks he calls them starbuckingtons mm-hmm. <laughs> i'll sit outside because it's stacy bone which is my local coffee shop and That's i always say bros. i get boned by stacy every morning <laughs> well they have a starbucks across the street so i'll sometimes have gone over there and he yells at the customers like you know, I know what you did in there. You st- supported those greedy bastards, Star Buckingtons, didn't you? Like, <laughs> Chad, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a coffee whore. I like Seven Eleven coffee. I like, I like, I like it all. I, I like Trader Joe's. Yeah, I, I start my day with Trader Joe's. Okay, Colombian roast with the two cans. The veranda. I love the veranda coffee. I mean, I, I've, I supported Starbucks for a long time. But, but, but I do get what you're saying too. There's just too. There's a lot in Newport. They kind of push out other businesses. I agree with that, and that's why I don't drink coffee. He doesn't even drink. He does pre-workout. I like do pre-workout. Pre- I, sn- I snort it. Yeah, I've heard about guys like that. <laughs> <sighs> I'm good. I'm no, good. Chris Chris does the pre-workout on the mouth and then chases it with water. I used to do that when I used to go like, get buff like in the gym. Like a psychopath. Then going to jujitsu. <laughs> mm, yeah. I did, but, I did that way, too, though. But pre-workout has forsaken me lately, so I think... Someone told me once, they're like... Well, dude, um, you got to quit taking uh, caffeine for like four weeks to get back yeah. to normal. I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Or you have to do another, if you're doing one, then you Well, two. no, I'll up it for sure. I'll freaking up it. So has anything changed with uh, the OC Insta News, like now that you're a dad? Have you... I mean, not really. I mean, I love being a father. Like that comes number one, no matter what. And like, there's definitely had to, had to been some learning curves. You know, the wife and showing respect and not pulling the camera out at certain times because you just can't do it. You know what I mean? Like so, as there things have changed, but I still haven't changed me at, at it through the core of what I'm doing because this is a TV show. Okay, like basically the things that I've come up with and the angles that I've created, they're based on controversy you know what i mean and that's what people want online you know and 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 no matter what they look at these are my things that i'm i believe in but i know that they're gonna get responses from people and 
right now, like, I don't want to be a guy that's out there doing just the jackass stuff, like jumping through a flaming hula hoop into a thing of dog shit. You know what I mean? Like, you can do that so easily. It's so uncreative. So I really want to bring my shtick to the table and apply it in a way that is creative and thought provoking. And like, that's, that's why I do this stuff. And I, I don't want to quit doing it because I have a baby. I want her to see like, hey, my dad's cool as, cool as shit. Like he, he does this stuff and like, you know, maybe I'll give it up one day when I'm 60. <laughs> I don't know. But like, I'm having fun. And I, I look, no matter what happens, like this is like a platform to me for me to get myself out there. Like I was the host of a TV show on Fox Sports back in the day, 54321. Like I've had my experiences you know, in front of the camera. And like, I know where I want to be with my career, but my end goal is to be the next Michael or Bruce Buffer. I want to be the let's get ready to, you know what? I don't want to get sued by saying his <laughs> coin phrase, but like, I want to be the guy at these fights, a Joe Rogan of types where I have my podcast. I do my own type of comedy type of stuff, no matter how you look at it. But in Joe's the guy doing the play by play. I want to be the the buffer in, in, in the ring. No shit. Yeah, dude. That's got to be a good gig. Dude. Let's go fly down, pay a shit ton of money, and then you get to have, like, the best seat in the house. You know, and I've always wondered, like, watching Bruce Buffer, like, does he... How like, much cocaine has he done when he's jumping out there like a <laughs> maniac, sweating his ass off? Have, dude, have you seen the Bruce Buffer where, where Joe Rogan got Bruce Buffer, where he got him... Or is it his brother that does? Is it Bruce Buffer's brother? So Michael's the 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 one that's Boxing. been around for. No, they're both doing everything. But but Michael's the the guy that was doing it. The story between these brothers is absolutely amazing. You have to watch it. It's on YouTube. Like you can just sit there and like, they were like, um, they were brothers that were both adopted and lived in I think different homes and like grew up their life and like Bruce ended up finding his brother who was doing ring announcing and like Bruce came in and helped him with his business and like now you see bruce out there doing his thing he's, maybe even bigger now yeah, yeah maybe they're right even, there even bigger now no it's like when corn took lip biscuit on tour and then lip biscuit became bigger than corn do you remember that <laughs> 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 but dude if you look up joe rogan gets gets uh bruce buffer to do 360 if you type that in on youtube it's fucking hilarious because they had talked they were talking to him all week like when you announce the name, can you do a like a jumping 360? Yeah. And Joe's in the crowd and obviously super high, and they're like, "He did it! He did it!" It's hilarious. That's cool, dude. I hope to check that. Yeah, out. Yeah, no, it's hilarious. So real quick, back to five, four, three, two, one. Yep. So were you working with uh, Danny Kwok? So DK and Quicksilver had like kind of like uh, their hands in it. And some Danny got me my my uh, you know the interview or the. What are the what do they call it up in Hollywood? Your rehearsed uh, uh, audition. Audition. There you go. Thank you. Wow, look at John. I'm just like so stunned <laughs> out over here, dude. Like audition, bro. He got me the audition. I went up there and I I did it. And I, there was a lot of people up for that gig. And I I somehow found myself on. on it was wild, dude. I'm going to Fox parties with Tiffy and Amber Thiessen and Bud Bundy, dude. I'm just like, what the heck, dude? <laughs> um, but it, it, what really happened was like things changed. Like the I got to see Hollywood take their hands into action sports and want to do something with it. And like they promised from the start that they weren't going to do the jackass thing. And like it evolved. And all all of a sudden, you know, we not not to knock Wee Man. Yeah. Wee Man's great, dude. I love I you know and jackass stuff. I love jackass stuff, dude. Don't get me wrong, dude. But like. The integrity of what the sports we were trying to do 
lost touch and i was more out roving around doing reporting outside and different stuff i wasn't on the set with leanne tweeden and Wee man which was a great combination of things you know what i mean (laughs) um and i ended up kind of telling to stick it where the sun don't shine dude i i ended up putting my foot in my mouth and that's something i had to learn the hard way dude you 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 gotta play your cards right you know what i mean sometimes you don't know how good things are when you have it until it's gone I, so at that time when they were doing that, I was working at Quicksilver. I was like, so when Quicksilver started their entertainment division, I guess I was there officially their first employee. Mm. And I completely, I went on. Uh, Tell them what you did, Chris. <laughs> so, you, you know, John Rose? Yeah, John Rose. Yeah. All right, John Rose and do Rod the wa- Stewart. Water thing. He does all the water stuff. Yeah, right no, now. dude. He's saving lives. Yeah. Chris. Amazing. Chris, tell I, them about the video shot. I'm getting to it, Johnny. <laughs> Uh, so Danny hired me to go on the road with John Rose and Rod Stewart when they went in, uh, around the country in a van mm-hmm. and I was going to film it under the pretense that I was sober. Mm. Uh, I was not sober. Uh, so there are parts in like Chicago. I'm making these guys go in the ghetto so I could score dope and it turned into like the Blair Chris project. Blair Chris project. <laughs> I cut. A, so they kicked me out of the van in San Antonio Came back, I cut a two-minute trailer, and it just was like... I'm still, to this day, proud of the trailer. Yes! It's it's just unfortunate. The asshole everyone's talking about is me. Uh, Yeah, so I was promptly sent to rehab. I think I might have heard this story back like... (laughs) 15 years when I first went to like a AA meeting, like I, I actually heard you maybe share about this. I was like, that guy's fucking cool. I, I, I think I should stay sober. You know what? Actually, dude, I remember sack it up. Yeah. Sack it up, dude. I, I've, I've had plenty of attempts to, in like, I knew coming over here, I was like, my wife's like, are you just going to go over there to drink some beers? And you're like, and no, like, no, these guys are actually like, Good dudes. These guys like, are a bunch of fucking nerds. I know. We're too lazy. <laughs> we're too lazy to drink beers. Hey, dude, trust me, dude. Chris and I definitely got another drink in us, but we probably don't have another sobriety in us. That's <laughs> oh, dude. It's not easy. I don't even think I have the energy. I'm, I'm to... too lazy to, to, to stop Well, no, now. because if I went out, it wouldn't just be like the drink. I would have to have the pills. Mm-hmm. I'd have to have the blow. Oh, yeah. and, you All know, bets the are booze. off, dude. Yeah, and then it's fucking just, you know. That's how we die. Yeah, no, I'd die. My my wife told me when I can drink, when I turn 86, mm. I can have another drink. And she's like, I mean, you're going to die the next day. So I'm like, challenge accepted. <laughs> Come on, 86. <laughs> <laughs> now, also, even in the midst of all this, too, though, I, I always love that you, you've, you, I mean, you have a huge following with the Groms. And you've always had a soft spot for the Grom. He tells them happy birthday, and they all salute him when he's driving by. It's fucking hilarious, dude. Yeah, I mean, the kids are what it's all about. And, I, you know, it's tough because, like, you know, business is, you know, I, I, I also need to try to make a business out of this. And, unfortunately, I, I haven't hit the mark on certain things. And, you know, I've had to take on business that have maybe been things that, like, I didn't necessarily want to be the 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 campaign leader of puffy delivery so to speak you know what i mean but like that's what i've I've stepped into gotta pay the bills dude the guy who owns a company bear he doesn't even smoke weed you know what i mean and and but there's cbd has emerged and like we're putting something new on 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 
it's a facelift for marijuana and it's needed to happen for a long time you know it's not the devil's lettuce that it was made out to be and like i was raised to believe that it was the worst thing in the world you know what i mean like a lot of scare tactics were used so alcohol's just as bad drugs are bad you shouldn't do drugs until you really are mature i think you want to let your brain you know give yourself some time these things are always going to be here 21 and up like experiment have fun with your life but look like some of you might experiment and you're not just like the rest of the people that can put it down you might be an addict so you got it to thy own self be true is what we always talk about so like know yourself know your limits and like when when the when the gig is up dude you got to know how to ask people for help and that's why having a good relationship with your parents being open with them like i think that's so important you know what i mean so i i want kids to know like and like the vaping thing and tobacco like I wish I never started dipping back when I was in high school, but I got addicted to nicotine and like I dipped for so many years and like I hated what it was doing to my gums and like vaping has been like, you know, I shouldn't be doing any of it, but like I just have those vices, you know what I mean? So like it, it's a tough deal. You know, I've tried to chew Nicorette, like I just kind of hey. just, you know. Yeah, dude, I, I got the Nicorette right here. I've, I've been on the Nicorette for 10 years. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, that you're supposed to be on it for 90 days. But now I just tell my wife, you know what? It's, it's one of the only things I have left. You leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> totally. It's, it's, it's tough. But you know what I do? I just like, I put it out there that if anyone's ever struggling or going through some tough times, they can always reach out to me on a DM. I try my best to answer everybody. Like, dude, I get a lot of messages, but I really do take the time to like hit people back. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I do the best I can. But my wife will say I take too much time on my Instagram. But like, I believe that there's something there and no one's even my wife isn't going to turn me away from like i get to play to a stadium of forty thousand people every day if i want to want to dude i can just walk into the stadium right here and it's entertaining i'll I'll give you that dude i'll give you that it's entertaining see and i so what johnny and i do i mean we record and then i mean we don't we're too lazy to edit but i mean we johnny will go and put it together and put some music but dude the idea of doing that live though I don't know. I think the pressure of that, I mean, doesn't that ever trip you out at all? Well, that's just, it's just like, that's my proving point. Kind of. That's my stage. Like I've crafted it to where I got it down and I, that's what I want people to see. Like this guy can handle it. Just let's get a camera and just follow this guy around. He's an episode of Larry David. Every time he goes out, like, you know, I just come across stuff like anywhere I go, just for whatever reason. Oh, like, that's another just, one. Yeah. Dude, okay. So there was a, there was a car accident down our street, right? And uh, uh, Porsche drove into a gate, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, oh yeah, me, yeah. Me, the, the kids and I run out, and uh, Chad was just leaving, filming on the scene because yeah. OC Instant News was on the scene, and that's how he like <laughs> that's how he did it, which makes me pee my pants laughing when I see that. But he OC Instant News is on the scene, so he he does this thing, and he, he will fucking walk up to the cops and be like, "What's going on here? I'm a reporter. I have a right to know," and. <laughs> Do you they respond? Love- Do they respond to that? Or are they like, get the fuck out okay. of here? This, you just never know. Dude, <laughs> you, so you leave, and I never told you this story. Okay, there's the, one, of the, one of the cops that you've talked to a bunch. She's, mm-hmm. uh, she might be Hispanic, uh, long brown hair. Okay. Uh, she goes, after you left, she goes, oh, God, it's that OC Instant News guy. He shows up to everything. <laughs> <laughs> she was terrified, dude. Oh, man. Dude, that's I a- mean, 
it's wild the stuff that I've come across. I mean, in our neighborhood alone, there's been a bunch of crashes, you know. And like, <laughs> dude, I didn't even repost any of that. Like the stuff that has gone by on my stories of content that I've just never re because I I'm not post happy. It's not like every day I'm posting out into my main story, but I story a lot. But out into the main page, I don't post every day. But he will run down the street like it's it's beyond ambulance chasing. The burglar, the burglar, the burglar who, who, who robbed the bank down the street ended up in a garage, which was right around the corner, and I was there on scene as it, they were like cops running all over the yeah, place. You and can Chad's see, yelling, "Bad boys, bad boys!" Yeah, just like <laughs> putting a spin on it, like. <laughs> or when the um when the church got busted. Yeah, the, which which church? The oh, the, so the, on, the marijuana church on on Harbor. On like Harbor. I was there for that whole. Chris, where thing. we did our drug special. You know where I took you? Where we did our uh, where we got oh, all the names. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I got busted. Oh shut up, really? And, and Chad is on the seat, and they, all of the employees were in handcuffs. And I was like, telling them like, Whoo! you got to call Pop Brothers at Law. And, like the Pop Brothers at Law just had me on because I was like making a whole thing because I watched them. They're there's funny guys. Their whole motto is. Shut the fuck up. And like that's something I've oh, had dude, to learn they're gangster, with these. Dude. dude, yeah. Like you gotta watch out with police officers. Like you, something goes down and you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. The worst thing to do, have your truth. Never steer away from your truth, but never talk to the cops because it only leads to getting in trouble. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so weird. So hold on, when was that? When were they popped? They, uh, this was like a, two months ago. The pot, yeah, it's like that place shut down. The church it did. Yeah, they were, they were praying under the no limit soldier like a dozen. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, dude, hey, truth be told, that place was a little. Yeah, I went there. My name, my yeah. name was on their list. I went to a couple different churches around here. I mean, they they're shady. They're uh, they're not they're not legit. They're not licensed. You go there, like, if you go to, like, From the Earth, and you see, That's like, license. a respectable, yes. like, they have a security guard, you sign in. So my, I get, I, I, I use CBD for all my aches and pains. It's great. It, I, I choose that over opioids. Fantastic. I, I get, like, the 10 to 1, which is, I don't get all the fun, but I still get all the healthy. <laughs> I still get, it's you know, the you. anti-inflammatory, and I, I really feel that stuff is going to put it into the opioid epidemic. I hope so. I uh, I took my wife to that place that got shut down. I took oh, my, she she I took walked my mom. in and was just like, dude, this place is ghetto. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they are. They're scary, man. This They're... place is ghetto. We're leaving. So we went to a place in Santa Ana, and she's like, okay, this is much better. Yeah, the from the earth is they're they're, legit. they're really good. They're a little expensive, but they're they're good. You know, you mentioned the thing about your parents, and you know, told that it was pot was bad. So my parent, I mean, baby boomers. My parents up in you know probably. 10 years ago, they didn't think there was any difference between pot and like heroin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it was just, it's a narcotic. Like it's just bad. It's illegal. Chris. Yeah. It's illegal. Yeah. I think even they, like before I had my back surgery and I was checking out CBD and doing that. Um, cause I was just freaked out about taking opiates again. Um, yeah, you weren't back in the day, Chris. Not, <laughs> not back. Well, I never took opiates for pain. Like, oh. it was weird taking him for pain. I never did that before. Good old Pillbilly Chris. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, uh, but dude, pot was like the one drug I didn't like. Yeah. I it never, was it's I the never... opposite direction I like to go. I like the, the cocaine and Merlot was my jam. Mm. Merlot. Uh, you know what, dude? Why do you, why do you have to say that, dude? People so aren't going to respect you. Yeah, they're not going to respect you, dude. I was very you wino. Sheesh. I was very shishy about my eyes, dude. I don't know. <laughs> It's a perfect yin and yang. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, 
So now, what are you doing with? Uh, are you? Do you own? I mean, you're part of a company that's doing CBD and. So I've worked for a lab in the past, and like I, I do have some education in regards to what where the cannabis industry is, and basically, like, there's labs out there now within California that are, you know, s- state certified to administer various tests for cannabis growers. So anything that's going to be sold in a licensed shop has to have a category three California compliance test that's been administered on whatever product that may be edible, smokable tinctures, anything that's going to be sold at a legit shop. That's why you want to go to those places. Um, They should have some type of seal on the packaging. You can talk to your bud tender about it, but that is a test that needs to be done by a legit lab. Um, So regarding other things in the cannabis industry like i I basically just work with a puffy delivery so i do some stuff uh influencer stuff i I hate calling myself an influencer i think it's just the funny (laughs) i'm an influencer um (laughs) but i do work for them doing some marketing stuff and like i hand out flyers and you know create a little racket on my instagram to get the word out oh nice yeah yeah so what's what's next uh what's what do you envision in uh oc instant news we're going well i mean i've i'm running a few different accounts for people so i i I run their instagrams i i have people that pay to market on my instagram um so i I, i'm able to make a little bit uh of side change off that and i wish it was you know more so i could bring my wife home from work and like you know could just do this full time and that's kind of what it's been the last six months like i've been really like just on that and i've had some residual income deals that have kind of been paying i've kind of been working odd jobs throughout the last you know year and a half before that having work from home from for a real job and like but like i'm trying to go in that direction of being just kind of entrepreneurial and like doing my own thing and like that's what i would like to do with ring announcing and everything packaged in but like it's tough dude i'm a one-man team like you know what i mean i i i really you really need some people to get behind you on your team to really help like continue to push you forward you know what i mean but um i'm not complaining with where i'm at but i probably i'm i am looking to probably get like more of a a full-time job again you know i'll probably have to bite the bullet you know for the wife's sake and and buckle down i don't know what i'm gonna do but i want to find something i love but like you know, it's not always easy just to, hey, you know, it's tough. I had this conversation the other day. I might not know what I want to do yeah. for a real job, but I can tell you what I don't want to do and what I won't do. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> learned that lesson. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully I just, I'm not going to give up doing what I want to do. Don't quit on your yeah. dreams, yeah. Chad. I'm not going to give up on it. <laughs> get a job, Chad. I'm going to make, I'm going to make <laughs> shirts. That okay. My next thing is get a job, Chad. There was, Hold okay. on, we can't even talk about that okay. because this story is put that, to so rest. It's just been ridiculous, dude. After but, the air, I'll tell you the story. Yeah, it, I don't even want to talk about it because people are very sensitive out there. You yes, know? they are. Yeah. I mean. You never know who knows who and who listens to the podcast. Yeah, so. you know, you just don't want, I mean. Dude, Actually, you know what, though? It had a good. It, you told it, me the real end, and it, it was good. There were buddies at the end. Yeah, so. everyone made made friends. They I were. Think, I, I believe think. they were skipping on the beach, holding hands. Yes. At the end. So people do like you and me. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, they weren't wearing speedos, Chris, <laughs> but it was close. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny. So, I mean, I always wanted to be a writer, and you know, novelist. Everyone. They put out the persona that, oh, this is my, I make my living from doing this. And such mm-hmm. a small percentage of people actually can 
make their living from writing. And so you see this new in the last five years where writers are like, oh, no, I have a fucking day job. Like, these incredible writers are like, no, I do a forklift in a freaking warehouse. Like, there's no shame anymore of like, no, I'm a fucking bartender. Like, I don't know. The idea of having a, a day job, I fuck it. I don't know. I just don't think the stigma is... Well, for the sponsors out there, they got to learn that Orange County is the hotbed for mixed media, and they should pick up this podcast and Chad in the TV show. <laughs> yeah. Dude, TV show. We probably wouldn't be happy, Chris. No, you wouldn't it, for they sure. They us everything. No, you would be fucking miserable, be dude. Miserable, You're man. always miserable. <laughs> <laughs> fucking miserable. I've never met anyone who hates their job as much, like, but any job. Yeah. You could be rubbing down bikini chicks, and you'd be like, fucking gotta go to work hey, today. classic little guy. I don't like being told what to do. <laughs> I mean, the, the hardest bullet, I, I'm sure some of the tough, like, because we've already been there and done that. We've already grinded it out. We already know what it's like to suit up and show up to a job, whether you like it or not, and grind your dick off, right? So we already, we've already manned up, okay? We've been there and done that. The th- people I feel bad for in a lot of cases are like, you know, athletes or people that are like, you know, have made a career. Like, surfers have it really easy, dude. The sponsored surfer guy that's making, you know, enough money to get by. You know, a lot of these guys aren't high-paid surfers. I have a, a huge passion and respect for surfing. It's something that's one of my favorite activities to do. But these guys are just traveling around, globetrotting the world, hanging out in their board shorts, checking out the hottest chicks in their bikinis everywhere they go. It's basically summer, dude. Surfing all day. Want, getting the handouts from everybody, you know what I mean? And there's going to be a day when that stops. Yeah. And you didn't get your, you know, degree or anything. And you, you have did, you know? nothing to show for it. What yeah. Are you gonna, what a you lot of them do don't work? pay taxes either. Like the, a lot of the, them end up at like surf companies and, or, you yeah, know. Yeah, but the surf the industry way. is in such a dire space. Yeah. It's, it's dude, a sad it industry is, in a lot of ways. Man. It, when I worked at Quicksilver, they were the 800 pound gorilla. Yeah. I mean, ginormous. Like, dude, that was when I was at Black Flies and like we just partied the whole time and mm-hmm. sold out and then like you know I remember towards the end it was like fuck dude we have to work and then it then it was, became you know the some of us older ones going like remember when we used to just party yeah. for 3 days straight now we got to work. Yeah. <laughs> it's dude. tough. All the streetwear brands kind of came in and really like shuffled everything like what the choices people kids or people have to wear clothing wise like it, it that surfing was like kind of cool in an it thing for a little while there you know what yeah. I mean? we had a run that was good and now it's like oh, there's cooler stuff out there like you got these supremes and this and that and like kids are more want to wear that fuck, stuff dude. yeah these kids Chris has don't a even kid that no i know dude fuck my kid and his shoes you have and to, shit yeah he has to take them for Only like the, child. for the release the drops only child and an only grandchild. So, I mean, he's fucking spoiled. Uh, but, they, you know, there's no stigma now. Like, kids will fucking go buy a shirt at Target. Yeah. Like, they don't fucking care. Could be cool if they found the right one, right? You know, and it's... But, like, you can say, like, I mean, you know, Ruka, for instance, has, I think they're the one company that, like, out there that is a surf company within what they are. That they've kind of made their brand to be more of, like... It's got that streetwear element, dude. They did, Pat Tenori has done all these great co-ops with company with people like athletes, like the Menez brothers. I mean, like how many people are really selling your clothes as a brand? And that's what it comes down to now with a person in my position. You know what I mean? As an influencer, I hate that word, but having a following where I got a bigger following than sponsored athletes on people's teams, who's selling more clothes? Yeah. 
the Mendez brothers are selling clothes, but how many people on like a list, and I'm not just picking on Ruka, it could be any company, they've got all these athletes, they're paying all this money to, but how does that translate into sales? And everything now is so trackable. It's 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 there's no gray area, dude. It's black or white. Do you have the following? How's your engagement? And this guy is actually moving product for us. And and before it was just like before it was the athletes that needed the, the brands, okay, because the brands had the power to buy media in magazines. Magazines no longer exist. So now it's the brands that really need the athletes because the athletes are their own marketing entity if they're smart, if they know yeah. what they're doing, if they're actually not being lazy and doing posts because, dude, a lot of these action sports athletes have massive followings out there. Oh, yeah, especially those little surfer girls, dude, that are ripping. Yeah, it yeah, is trackable. Phone. I mean, really? they know down to like, and they, nope, they did that post. We sold fucking 150 yep. dresses, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I, And that's really what I do. Like, and, that, and, and if I bite the bullet and take a job, you know what I mean? Like, I really would like to be working in a position where I'm a marketing person. Like, and I know digital marketing. And I know what CPC, CPV. I know how to sell all that stuff. I know what ad placements are i know what campaign creatives that would go into helping that translate into sales that's what i specialize in direct response advertising and forever i was out there educating people i worked at surfline at different places i'd come into these surf industry places that had magazine budgets and that's all they would do they didn't it was amazing seeing the dot-com come aboard and 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 advertising online in a place that lived and died by the Bible, which was surfer, surfing, trans world. These magazines went out one by one by one. It's been like a huge transition for all industries, you know, to adapt to that. Now we're in like the, we're still in the wild west with what's going on out there in, in online land. It's crazy. I don't. So I worked at a magazine and we may name this, um, that charged a lot for advertising mm-hmm. under the, I mean, they claimed that they had the circulation of a certain amount. And oh, you're, dude. that magazine was big. Can I say the magazine? No. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was big at the time. Yeah. And, dude, their circulation was like one-eighth what they told you. Yeah, people. they probably had a, 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 a locker out in Palm Springs where they just kept compiling half of this, the, the inventory that they said yeah. they had. They would print them, and they would put them in there. I, I've heard stories about you know magazines because I was selling against them. So, yeah. I mean, it... Dude, magazines now? I don't even know anyone who... Dude, my Entertainment Weekly is monthly now. And they still call it Entertainment Weekly, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Do they really? Yeah, fuckers, dude. Uh. I think that it sucks, though, because I feel like in some ways, like, print, you know, going out, like, people took time and crafted a story, and, like, they would spend a lot of time and have a... I, I would hope that these people would take it seriously. Now it's like, what can I rip out as fast as possible and get it out there first and it, it, it basically, they're losing all their integrity in these articles that people are putting out. It's like, you don't know what to believe anymore. Where do you get your source of news from? You, you have to follow, go to three different news stations to see who's telling. They're all telling something different. And that's what I hate. I hate all the lies that are out there. In our media, it's particularly, and like in our government, like people who we're supposed to trust, who they're, we're supposed to look up to, they continue to lead all of us down the wrong path whether it's with the opiates and approving different opiates to be able to poison all the america like it's just like one thing after the next when's someone going to step up there and be a man of the people that people are actually like respect and be like hey i like what this person's doing but he's not extreme on one side or the next 
You know what? And I used to be like growing up, it was like, you know, we need that, that person to come forth and it's going to bridge these. I just don't ever see that happening. Never going to happen, is it? It's never going to happen. Because it's like, fuck, dude, you have the Bill Mars on one side, you have Fox News on the other, and it's like, And the comedians are the ones that are giving the news now. That's a problem. Like the Bill Maher, like he put some wild shit out there. I don't know if he even believes half the stuff that he's reporting on. Dude, and you, when it, comedians, you have like, what, John Oliver, that people are getting all their news from comedians. Yeah. Um, But then I'll be reading articles you know, on a website, and it's like, dude, you've fucking seen all these typos. Yeah, or and dude, or, like, all the, or all the clickbait. Like, oh, you know, when, it, when we have a little feed with Nick the Tooth and, and uh, Coach Jeff, and we'll post something, and then we'll read the article, and we'll be like, oh, fuck, that was just clickbait. Oh, dude, yeah, there was an article that came what? out that About the Biden's- headline was like, what the fuck? There's no way it he was, said that. And then like- you read the article, and it's like, yeah, he didn't say that. Yeah, it was like Joe Biden w- didn't want his yeah, like, dead son. He wouldn't have. Dude, dude, dude. Wanted- these pictures of them like kissing like the, their granddaughters, <laughs> like like and, and it makes it look provocative. Yeah. It's like, why do why are we allowed to sh- like? And and I don't appreciate like, hey, I don't care who is our president. You know what I mean? Like when someone earns and wins the presidency. I think there has there. I felt like there used. Maybe I was just younger. Like I felt like there was more respect, no matter which way it went. Like now the gloves are off. People are just no, vicious. You know. No, it, you know what, dude? It doesn't even fucking matter. The like, president it, says whatever he wants to. It's even more. And it's bizarre. just like shutting them down. And you know, dude, it's I never. I don't see anyone coming along that you know. That I'm going to agree with them and someone like my in-laws who believe something totally different Mm-mm. are going to go, okay, yeah, no, I think he's a straight shooter. Yeah. It's fucking, it's like everything is like niche. You have your little niche group and it's like you're pandering to your, your base, whatever that base is. And it's like everyone else be damned. It's crazy. I, I don't know. It's fucking, you know, maybe Nick the Tooth knows what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, we'll put on some... Uh, tinfoil hats mm-hmm. next time and get to the nitty-gritty of it well chad thanks a lot for fun coming uh, out tito you hey. made it and real quick one important question mm. i have dude are you done chain training down patrol or what <laughs> what the fuck well i you guys did give me the patch which i was gonna place on my gi and at that time there was a little controversy with the rising sun patch, oh no so i got yeah go i got on. some yeah the racist one uh, but we made two others since then you know, it's just the first year of having our our daughter. It's been really tough, and that's why I stopped going to AOJ because I just the this classes just were at times where I, I couldn't manage to do it. So I've been able to box over at Ruka. I've been yeah. very grateful and learning. I'm a white belt and boxer and learning something new. So there's some rolling that's been going on. Tooth's over there with this, you know, Anthony and Nick and, and a couple of different guys like rolling around. So. I, I rolled I rolled twice in the last year and it was I, the last time was like a few weeks ago and I was like holy shit this is so fun it's fun dude miss it. you get weeded when you, you haven't done are, it for a while dude you guys, you guys are just passing me by with all your knowledge <laughs> in there aren't you no actually yeah that's not true but <laughs> <laughs> I I haven't progressed at all years now and I haven't learned anything but Johnny's still squat stalls like nobody's business that's that's my jam <laughs> <laughs> well Chad I hope you come back to Dawn Patrol. Yeah, and uh, so uh, if people want to follow you, that if by chance there's somebody listening hasn't <laughs> checked you out yet, where do they go? 
You can go to at OC Instant News. I'm on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash OC Instant News. I'm sure there's a Facebook page out there, but Instagram's where I'm doing most of my populating. And I just want to thank both you guys, best friend of me, Chris, Johnny. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing out of Costa Mesa, California, two of the meanest podcasters in the game, both Brazilian jiu-jitsu artists with a background in being family men, Chris and Johnny from Best Frenemies, we salute you on this day, you savages. Ha! Here goes out to all the babies, mamas, 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 <laughs> baby mamas, mamas. Yeah, go like this. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh, I am for real. Never meant to make your daughter cry. I apologize a trillion times. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. All right, so this is going to be an ongoing segment because um, apparently my wife gave Johnny a slew of shit, but the segment's called Shit Your Wife Told Me. Now, this stems from anytime one of us gets in an argument with our wife, they like to text Chris. Like when, when my wife's mad at me, she's like, I'm going to text Chris what you just said, and he's going to put it on that podcast, and you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> and the whole time, I'm like, oh, dude, Johnny, that's my bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it, it, it's bro. gone both ways, and Chris's wife has done the same thing to Chris, and then I tell him the next day when we're rolling, like, oh, by the way, I got this text. I was rolling. <laughs> yeah, and I, so this came out that we're going to do a segment, but the thing is, so I reached out to Nikki and was like, hey, you need to tell me. I was a little worried that she was going to be like, oh, I don't want to sell out my oh, man. Oh, my wife will jump at the chance to embarrass me. And, and apparently yours will too because... Well, I'm a little... I'm going to need to tell Nikki, since this is an ongoing segment, she needs to up her game because apparently my wife gave you, what, like six things? Yeah. I have... <laughs> I have and that was just rattled off the top of her head. So, Chris... I mean, I'm really curious because I told her, I was like, hey, don't hold anything back. I mean, pretty much... All my really embarrassing shit you know about. Yeah. I mean, there's one story of my past. I don't know if I've ever brought up with you, but it's a funny story. I don't know if she she told you that. But anyway, so this is a segment called Shit Your Wife Told Me. So All right, so later on, and we don't know this. We haven't shared. So, no, we haven't shared it. And So I reached out to Nikki, and she col- told me a couple things. Um, but this one, she was like, oh, here. Just read the text, Chris. Hold I'm on, ready. Hold on, hold on. She said, <laughs> he also just spent $200 on an anti-snoring device. Here, let me send you audio of how well it worked. So here's audio of Johnny using his $200 anti-snoring device. <laughs> That's before... That's what made me have to get it. Oh, dude, hold on a second. I can hear it. Dude, go ahead and let everyone hear me snore. Dude, it's not working. I know it was. There it is. (laughs) 
I think everyone heard of Chris. <laughs> no, it keeps going, dude. Okay, dude, we it get sounds like a freaking possum is being strangled. Yes, <laughs> it's something I can't help. <laughs> All right, so that was my first installment of shit your wife told me. All right, lay it on me. First of all, Chris, that's what made me have to buy the snoring device. Because, dude, <laughs> you want to know something scary about snoring? Is you don't know you're doing it. So all I know is I'm happy, I'm perfect, the fan's on, I'm asleep, and all of a sudden I wake up to like a gut punch in the stomach, <laughs> and it's my, it's my, I think I'm being robbed. It's my wife being like, uh, "Well, Evan, you're snoring," and it, it scares the shit out of me. I'm like, that scares the shit out of me every time. She's like, "Well, you're keeping me up." Oh, so dude. I bought the that. Oh, mouthpiece. I would have killed you. I would have killed you, dude. I bought the what is it? The the SIPA. It's the mouthpiece with that it holds your tongue down. Yeah, or it has something? the strap that Does goes that over work? your tongue. I last night was the first night. Uh, I just I came in the mail yesterday and I molded it. And she said she didn't hear anything. She's like, "But I was really tired." And I'm like, "Well, great." Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna want. I feel some... like I got better sleep though. Like really? Hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe it's working. Maybe that two hundred bucks is worth it. But I love that. I was like, "Hey, do you have audio?" Wow. Of Johnny, and she's like, "Yep, let me send it right." Away. I mean, dude, it was like that. Hey. She sent it to me so quickly. And it was $100. It wasn't $200. What? A, I believe Nikki. She was making me put those nose strips on. Those don't work. No, that shit doesn't work. Okay, All so right. snoring. So, snoring is what we're going with. Um, so now I know there's probably levels of embarrassment from my wife. So I know you're trying to keep it. Um, yeah. Just hit me, dude. Just hit it. One out of the eight that was sent to me. Well, one, see, some of these, we already know. We already know you worked as a cocktail waitress in a gay bar. She called you a waitress, too. I think that's cute. Your wife called you a cocktail waitress. Yeah. Um, that, that one doesn't count. We talked about oh, it on the wife's podcast. Did we? Yeah. Oh, I don't even remember. How about this one, Chris? This is one I got from her that we haven't discussed. All right. Hit me. It says, a girl in high school gave Christopher a blowjob, and he immediately drove himself to the... <laughs> Hang on, I'm not I'm not done reading. Oh, wow. A girl in <laughs> Chris, can you just turn your mic right. off while I read this? Sorry, go ahead. I go feel ahead. like you're laughing to let let me read this right now. All right, go ahead. A girl in high school gave Christopher a blowjob and he immediately drove himself to the ER and demanded an HIV test. <laughs> all right, first of all, let me just say, go on record, that that story is absolutely true. <laughs> That was absolutely true. But the thing is, I would love to be able to completely dismiss this story. <laughs> oh, dude. I fucking but, love your wife right now, But dude. you know, the funny thing is, I didn't even know I told my wife that story. <laughs> so right when you started reading, I was like, holy shit, I can't believe I told her that. Yeah, no, I did. Uh, I had been drinking all day. Um and for some reason, I felt that I should get these tests. You're like, I don't know, who, I don't know where she's been. Uh, oh, dude, yeah, that's hilarious. But now, was this after you sprayed a whole uh, bottle of antibacterial soap over your ding dong? <laughs> Bleach. <laughs> I thought that's reserved for just your butthole, Chris. <laughs> no, when you're in Logan, Utah, and you're worried about contracting AIDS from a blowjob. Yes, bleach is totally appropriate. Not a lot of sex education out in Logan, Utah at the time. No, absolutely none. You're not supposed to talk about it. Well, that completes this segment of 
Shit Your Wife Told Me. Shit Your Wife Told Me. And uh, we're going to continue this yeah. on future episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just go on record real quick that I'm going to get the lion's share of the shit for this one. <laughs> Makes a makes a snore not so bad anymore. Dude. Not at all, dude. Not at all. And guess what? That was just the first one on the list that she sent me. So <laughs> just keep going down. <laughs> all right, that was a good one. All, all right. right, well done, ladies. Okay, now we're at the recommendations portion of this uh, semi-long episode, Chris. All right, so I'm actually I'm gonna I'm gonna go first, and I'm gonna do something <clears throat> that I've given you shit for doing. Like you recommend a book, but you haven't finished it. Um, I apologize for giving you shit for that because I'm actually gonna recommend something that I have not seen. On October fourth, the new Joker movie. Is going to be released. I'm so excited. You know what? I'm really excited for this. I actually so the trailers. I mean, how many? I think there've been three. There've been three. They just released the final trailer. The final trailer. All of them have been compelling. All of them. Like the first one was like, I've been leery. I. I mean, I've been leery with. Uh, what dude? I'm gonna fuck up his name. Joaquin Phoenix. 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 Yes. Um. I don't know. Like, I really liked, I mean, Heath Ledger, I thought was great. I thought Jared Leto was great. I, li- I actually liked him too, a lot of people. Yeah. And so I'm kind of like, God, dude, I don't know. But over the course of the three trailers, dude, I think he's going to kill it. Like, yeah, I, th- I think it is going to be so good. Um, it's super dark. It's, it's going like to be a, super fucking dark. It's movie. like a character study of the Joker. Like, it's. I mean, it's his origin story. But they said it has nothing to do with any of the comics that have been released. Did you know that? No. They, I mean, they're I, saying they're making it their own. Well, I have not seen. So, Marvel finally they put off telling Wolverine's origin forever, and they finally the comic book they put out his origin story because their thing was, well, we want to do it before Hollywood does because we know Hollywood's going to do it. Yeah. I mean, essentially, I mean, there have been kind of snapshots of the Joker before he was the Joker, but there hasn't been like a set like that I can go to and say, okay, that's his origin. That's exactly, well, they've all kind of touched around like he was a comedian and sometimes they, he killing, was a criminal. Killing Joke was kind of the best portrayal of him. They, they touched on him working for the mob and he had a girl and... Yeah, it's, I don't know. I just don't feel that there's ever been this. There hasn't been like a Batman Begins for the Joker. This seems like this is going to do it. And I think Hollywood, I get a little leery when they do that with comic books. But what I have seen, I would be shocked if this movie is not fantastic. It just premiered at the Venice Film Festival. Had an eight-minute standing Stand- ovation. Yeah. Eight-minute standing ovation for a comic book movie. Which is like, I mean, people, 
you hear a lot of shit no, beforehand, and for, and for but people I've, are like, dude, it is going to be nominated for a Best Picture. What I've heard about, too, is like people are saying they love it, but at the same time, they're just cringing the whole time. Like, I mean, it looks... It's going to be a rough watch. Like, you're going to... like. It actually, and I just read an article that um, Joaquin Phoenix fucking lost 52 pounds. Well, you see that scene where he has his shirt off and you can see his spine. Yeah, and- like gnarly. And it just, you know what? The thing, I'm really curious from a character standpoint that obviously you're seeing, I mean, you've seen in the trailer that this guy is just getting beat down. Like, he's getting beat down, and I think finally, when the Joker finally comes out, it's like, I'm speculating that it's just, it's the last straw. Like, he finally he snaps. Just, he cracks. Yeah, he dude. snaps. So, I'm curious, though, because anytime there's a movie or a story like that, you're kind of rooting for the guy who's just kind of getting kicked around, and you have, like, some sympathy for him, but dude, the Joker is fucking diabolical. Like, the Joker's not a good guy. Like, so, I'm curious how it's going to end where you're like, are you going to still kind of be rooting for him? Or are you just going to be like, well, he's the fucking Joker now. Like, new, like, I I don't know. And now there's a rumor I just read today. So, Robert, uh, what is it, Patterson? Who, the Twilight dude who's now going to be Batman. Batman. That apparently, I didn't read the interview or see it, but he gave an interview in the last couple of days that kind of people are speculating that he slipped, that there's going to be a crossover between his Batman and Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix. Phoenix. Wow. Joker, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think the Joker's going to be great. I think it's, I'm speculating it's going to be my favorite movie of the year. Um, uh, just based on everything that I've seen and read. So, yeah, October 4th. Donnie Darko was pissed because I told him what we were going to talk about tonight. And, and he's like, you're talking about the Joker and I'm not coming. Hashtag comic head. Hashtag comic head. Because <laughs> he has like fluorescent green hair. He's pissed. Dude. He made me ask mom. And mom shot it down, huh? She's like, it's a fucking school night. Of course he's not going to come over to Chris's house. <laughs> Always... Mrs. Bossy Pants, <sighs> spoiling all the fun. Well, she needs to up her game with <laughs> stories about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because my wife destroyed me. Jamie and I got him. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what's your recommendation? My recommendation, and I know Chris isn't going to recommend this to anyone, but this is a show on Netflix where... Oh, it God. Is, Are you recommending that? Fuck yeah, I am. It is so stupid. The skits are so stupid That's that true. they're genius. Uh, the show is called I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. And they're about like 15-minute episodes. And they, like, they're too weird to even explain. You've only seen one episode. So this, and, let it, me give you. So hold on. Let me tell my story. You recommended it, and I was actually going to take something you recommended. And my wife and son were doing something in the kitchen behind. So I turn it on. That's mistake number one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching it, and I'm like, one segment, like one part goes, and then it goes to the next segment, and it gets to the third one, and I'm just like kind of looking around, and I look back at my family, and they're both like, what the fuck is this? Yes. And the whole time you're watching it, you're like, wait, 
somebody had to pitch this to someone in a suit to give them money to film. It is, there's... So, I'm going to be honest, though. So, you recommended it. What really got me, your recommendations, I love you, Johnny. Your recommendations don't carry a lot of weight with me. But Unless with, my brother Billy recommends it. No, it was. Because <laughs> when you said, yeah, Billy said he watched it, and he was like, it is genius. I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. Billy, people are, you disappoint me. Oh, you, you disappoint me, Billy. It's fun to ride around in dumb town sometimes, Chris. Come on. Oh, dude, are you kidding me? I'm the mayor of dumb town. <laughs> it's so stupid, it's genius, and everyone's going to agree. That hasn't Except already Except Chris. Except Chris. He's fucking... Dude, he's... He's a grumpy old man, dude. You can't even say hello to me in the morning, dude. No, I don't. And actually, you know what? It's become a thing at Dawn Patrol just to flip me off in the morning. Yeah. Fucking Black Bell Richard did it today. Dr. Mike fucking flips me off. And I'm like, it's kind of hostile. Maybe I'll whisper to Coach Jeff to give you a big Oh, he won't do one. it. No, he won't He's do it. He's too professional. Yeah, he won't do it. Maybe I'll get a picture of Coach Jeff in street clothes flipping you off. I won't believe it. Fake news. All right. <laughs> so what song are you recommending that I'm not going to listen oh, to? Well, Chris, should come as no surprise. Oh, God. I know. Hold it. Let me just. After 13 years. Fucking Tool, dude. Uh, you and Coach Jeff Tool. will not shut up about Tool. Okay. The songs are a little long. I'm talking 12, 13, 15 minutes a song. Like Anagata DeVita? But there's so many twists and turns, and the production's insane. This is a drummer's album. Danny Carey kills it. Maynard, the, the album is insane. It's awesome. And the song that you're going to work out to right now, Chris, because you're oh, listening no. at the gym. Chris, you are at the gym listening. Turn off right now. The song I'm going to pick is track number four. Invincible. So, isn't this podcast, this episode, going to be super long anyway? Now you're going to play a fucking 12-minute song? You got it. <laughs> That's the best part. You can pause our podcast and do other stuff and come back to it. But I ask that everyone just listen to the song and see how many twists and turns. Dude, it's Tool, dude. It's uh, fucking Tool. I'm going to twist my way out of this. <laughs> yeah. So, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We'll be back. Or will we? <laughs> well, this is a surprise. I I'm have, not making it to Chris, 30. Chris, dude, I got I got like five more things the audience needs to hear that your wife is fucking shit. My wife told you. Yeah, dude. Nikki's got to upper Nikki up your game. I need like hamsters <laughs> in the butt type fucking stories. <laughs> you thought you had me with the snoring. All right. Well, here it is. Tool off their album. Fear Inoculum. Invincible. Thanks for listening.